You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pokes, and as always... Uh, Pokes? Oh, Pokes? Oh, no, what? I, I didn't even finish Pokes, my intro. I, I, sorry, I just, um, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to interject real quick here and say that um, I quit. No, uh, you, I'm all you done. can't quit. I'm all done. Because I'm quitting. I'm walking out of the room. You, no, you get back. I'm walking out. You son of a bitch, don't you Doppler affect me. I'm leaving. Me. I'm gone. I'm gone. Folks, look, we've done virus. We did steel. Mm-hmm. We did uh, a number of diff. We did Catwoman, my man. We did. Um, we've done some trash, you know. Yeah. And, and they've got me mad. Whether it was the irresponsible use of flashlights and flares in AVP, <laughs> a classic. Or whether, or, or 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 whether it was just sort of the weird. Like bloody trash monsters they made for that virus movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's plenty of things that have made me mad, Pokes, but usually those were interspersed with, you know, moments of just kind of just general joy at kind of a dumb thing. Yeah, yeah. So but, bad it's um, good, or at least a, a, something that you could hold on to. I don't think I've ever been angry for two hours. Like, just unbrokenly angry for two hours, Pokes. The only part of this movie I literally enjoyed, and this is not me saying this for the podcast was when I knew that it was over. Because I did I am very upset by this film. And like I know a lot of people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's like there's this kind of phenomenon that happens where something comes out, it's universally panned, and then people drop their expectations to the ground and maybe they go see it and they go, "You know what?" I think it gets a bad rap. Or they find it charming how stupid it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I something. had friends that thought... I had, I had friends that thought the Jersey Shore was cool, eventually. Because it eventually became, like, sort of thing people would go, Ugh, what trash? And they're like, you know what? I can find joy in this. Yes. And this is... This isn't that. I need, to be cl- I need to be clear about this. I'm well aware of that phenomenon. It doesn't apply here. It, it, I could not believe... I don't know, like... Within the first 20 minutes, I told you this before we started recording, and this is a legit moment where I was like, did Ben, because you, we were trying to like narrow it down and you're like, let's do Suicide Squad. And I thought for a second, I was like, does Ben not want to do the podcast anymore? <laughs> and he was like, Pogues, he was like, this will, this will break Pogues and he'll just stop recording. Yeah. Yeah. I think Suicide Squad was our suicide pact. <laughs> I mean, it is, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Oh, it- like and let me I mean, let me put this to you. I despite anything about who he is as a before, person. Hold on, before before you go on, just to clarify to everyone, there's usually um a discrepancy in the freshness of the hate that we might bring to a certain episode. Which by the way, I wanna also point this out, I often don't bring Yes. <laughs> I'm often I, I have well settled into the fact <laughs> and even sometimes when we watch these movies, I do sometimes I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be a curmudgeon just because that's like that's my thing on the podcast. This yeah, is exactly. not that time. I'm not doing this as like a bit. This is genuinely. I did not like this movie very much. We're honey and vinegar, you know. We're a little bit of both sides, right? Mm-hmm. You get that. But uh, today we're both the angry, cranky. It's just a straight critics. vinegar bath. We are Statler and Waldorf. We are just both here <laughs> to be furious at this movie. And also, this is what I was going to say earlier is that there's a um, there's a discrepancy in the freshness of our hate. To, to these movies usually you're a good boy that watches these movies well when yeah it i usually watch them two or three days before we record sometimes up yeah to like five days before i tend to watch them 
just before recording, sometimes with a guest, sometimes, sometimes by myself. Um, in this case, we've both done that in a way. I don't know if you started it or... No, I, I actually... One, but... This is the truth. I could not make myself start watching it. <laughs> I was like, I bought it, and it's like, you, know, you have 30 days to start watching it. And I bought it, and I was like, I rented it, and I was just like, all right, I should start watching it tonight, because I know this is going to be a real slog. And I bought it on Monday, and I was like, I'm not going to get through this movie in one sitting. And then Monday, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to read some comics instead before bed. And then Tuesday, I was like, you know what I haven't done is rewatch Brooklyn Nine-Nine for the 80th time. So let me let me start this that movie, back up. <laughs> watching Suicide Squad was basically on your chore wheel. Yes. And you spun the wheel, and it landed on this, and you said no. And you spun it again, and you got like... Like like go, go drain the trash bins of of gross trash juice and you're like okay yeah I can go do that one I, like you refuse to do this I I was going to start watching it at work today but I made sure I was like making up work just so I'd be like I can't start it yet I have to do this thing because I was like I don't want to watch it at work because I'm gonna get mad oh god all right. I, Enough's enough. Yeah. Let's talk about this piece of shit. So so if you didn't catch the mini episode and if somehow you've not looked at the title, we did David David Ader's uh 2016's Suicide Squad, which I mean you all understand whether you saw it or not, was not received the best. I no. mean it had its defenders. It was one of the movies, as most of DC movies have done recently, where like weirdly like a bunch of fans were like, I'm a contrarian and I think it's actually pretty fun. Um but generally, uh, critics specifically, and just the people at large, uh, pretty much took a dump on this movie. Uh, maybe they, they kind of phantom menaced it, where they said, I like that one pod race in part. Um, Which, if you ever the go Darth back Maul and fight was good. Menace, the pod race is the worst part. It's like 25 yeah. minutes. <laughs> no, we all fooled ourselves. We all walked out of that movie thinking like, well, I liked the Darth Maul fight. Yeah, Which, it was, by the it was way, smart to put it the, right at the end. Still one of the worst like lightsaber fights in the star wars franchise but it's fine it's it was the best it was thing the to, best to, it was to, probably the best choreographed but the least impactful because you're like i don't really care what's happening yeah. <laughs> oh no you killed and, this and, guy i just met <laughs> I, and i but this, not really connected this, to oh, i, I will say this boy. too uh oh. a friend of mine mike watson uh he runs freestyle comics out of columbus ohio i love him he Shout but out. he has me and him do not agree on movies. He thinks Man of Steel is a great movie. I can't stand it. That's fine. He told me that he didn't think this movie was as bad as everybody said. He told me this a long time ago, and I've always remembered it, and I've always been afraid to watch it, because I was like, <laughs> if it turns out to be really bad, I don't know if I can look him in the face next time I see him. Oh, boy. So, But going off of that, I was like, you know what? Everybody said it was terrible. I'm going to go in with the lowest expectations. I was like, there's got to be some part that I'll like. I like Will Smith. Like, I not like as a, I sure. don't really know anything about Will Smith as a person. He seems like he might not be a great person. I don't know, but I don't really care. As an actor, I like Will Smith. I like a lot of the Will Smith's movies. I think he's very charismatic. He can pull off a lot of cheesy lines well. He, like, dumb lines that other people would say and would be still be dumb come out cool from Will Smith. Yeah, and, and there's that, maybe that is his superpower. one or two lines in this movie that... Oh yeah, I'm not saying he gets any of this. And for like a moment, (laughs) I'm like, oh, this really could have been good had it just been written by somebody entirely different and it hadn't been forced to be... 
well, directed as a Zack Snyder movie. We may have we took kind of a dump on on David Ader in the uh, in the mini episode because he has the weirdest like like filmography. You've never seen um, a person peak so early, <laughs> like peak so well too. Like not just be like he wrote his best stuff and then he was bad afterwards. It's like he wrote amazing stuff and then just became like. He's like, no, I can talk. I can do worse than that. Oh, I can do worse than that. <laughs> like, it's almost like a personal challenge to himself. But, but, but there was. There's been a lot of talk that has come out since then about the fact this movie was aggressively re-edited, probably without David David Ayer's like uh, uh, input, and that he was given like a, a shockingly low, like like narrow amount of time to actually write it, like a matter of weeks. So I I, I get why. You know the blame isn't all on him for this. No, I mean this I, n- narratively. I, I would say the blame for this film falls entirely on DC Studios, and it's their inability to like. Yeah, because this is a movie that was written by a committee. Yeah, this movie these, was these like films are not like like Marvel has even in their their like you know like if you look at Winter Soldier, people love that movie. The way it was written is actually one of the worst ways you can write a movie, which is. Marvel Studios went to him and they said, we want the ending to be uh, a bunch of helicarriers shooting each other. Write us a movie. And it's like, that's the worst way to write a movie. When you're like, this needs to happen, so just write a movie in which that's the end. That's a right. terrible way to do it. That's how you get The Last Jedi. It's a movie where like the first two hours is just in service of six minutes. And you're like, oh, that's not a good way to write a movie. Because then there's tons of plot holes and everything. Winter Soldier actually kind of pulls off, except for the fact the movie really isn't about the Winter Soldier, so the movie should have been called something else. But I I feel like DC came in and was like, all right, we need you to write this movie. Just, you know, do it. And so he wrote it, and they were like, yeah, that's great. Because I think they're just... Every one of DC's movies, the problem is, is they're racing to get to the Avengers. They're racing to get to Marvel's success. And instead of being like... why Instead of looking and being like, why is Marvel successful... They're like, well, they're successful because they make movies with a bunch of actors in them. And we'll just do that and it'll be successful. And it's like, no, that's not why they're successful. The Avengers is successful because of all the movies that led up to it. DC can't seem to get that. And I think this movie shows a lot of how they make films, which is they made this movie and then the negative backlash from uh, Batman versus Superman, they like yeah. rewrote the movie. And they, they went in, they added jokes, and they did a bunch of reshoots to put jokes into the movie. Which you can't... Which is how you know you've written a good comedy, is you finish it, and he said, oh, right, jokes. Well, and, that's when you know you've nailed and, it. <laughs> and see, I think that's part of the problem, is, is because the jokes are, one, not good. This movie is one of the least funny movies I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I think I laughed genuinely twice. And uh, what's shocking, yeah. though, is, is they went back and wrote more jokes. So I'm like, these are the actual jokes they wrote to be jokes. And I imagine, I would bet, if you took the, the few jokes I thought were like, I was like, all right, that's not bad. I would almost guess those were in the original script. Because the other yeah, ones probably. are so forced. And I think that's like the whole problem with this film. Is it wasn't going to be good. I don't think it was ever going to be good. Because I just don't think DC's in a place to make good movies. And this sort of like, I don't know. It, this movie, I thought for sure it was going to say it was directed by Zack Snyder. Because it looks just like a Zack Snyder film. And I think they're forced to do that. Like when they direct, I, thought, I think they're told they have to make a Zack Snyder movie. I thought it was going to say this movie was directed and written by XX Slipknot X because I'm pretty sure this movie was written by someone that I found annoying on AOL Instant Messenger because everything in it 
stank of being 13, being a teenage boy in the suburbs, and trying to be interesting or cool. Yeah. Namely, let's run it down. Um, having like a tattoo on your forehead that indicates that you are demented. Cool. Um, how about a, a pink unicorn? Because it's like, that's, you know, you wouldn't funny. expect it. Always a tough so guy, random. Likes unicorns. So random. Little pink unicorns. You can you can read more about that in my AOL Instant Messenger info box. What fucking year is this? I I mean, to the point where, look, you're writing a movie about villains, and I get that you have to sort of talk about what it is to be a villain. But no one, no one says the phrase bad guys oh. ever. And, or refers to themselves refers to themselves as villains. At one point they're like, we're villains. It's like, no, that's not a word. Like people don't even use that, like police officers don't use the term to be like, ooh, he's a real villain. Right. This isn't like the eighteen forties in England. Like nobody says the word villain unless they're referring to villains in a comic book or a movie. But you would never say that to the person if they were real. You'd never be like, ooh, that Joker. What a villain. <laughs> so it's like I mean, the least, we... like, art. Like, it's so fake dialogue. It's insane. I mean, right now, picture two, like, Latin kings being like, we're the bad guys. <sighs> Nobody talks like that. No one refers to themselves like that. That's just stuff that you write into the um, the description box in a script, like where like, yeah. they act like a band of bad guys. Yeah, they can like turn that into a scene, I guess, which they do for two hours. But no one ever speaks. They that refer way. to themselves like, as bad guys at least so twice often. or three times that I can recall, and villains twice. And I'm like, I don't it's... understand who would talk like this. And this movie is also but, heartbreaking because there's like a few actors in this movie that I was like, oh, seriously. Yeah. Like, and let's get right into that. Well, let's just start let's get first right off. into that. No, no. Starting off is... Oh, I mean, let's, let's start right off with the, the most depressing. Why, Why Viola my favorite... Davis? Why? You are an oh, amazing no, not... actress. Why would you agree to be in this movie? Honestly, you're zipping ahead because I really like Ike Barinholtz a lot. Uh, he's in the mini project. He's in... Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think he's just been in a bunch of like sketches I've seen. He's a really funny comedian. I like him. He plays Griggs, the prison guard. Oh, who is a the dick. worthless character. The dick. Yeah. Yes, which that never pays off either. They say yeah, this threatened. whole thing and then it never pays off. No, nope. never pays off. Um, uh, but yeah, we're giving him right away in what's the first of three sections of intros. It's the most confusing thing because we open on, hey, here's Deadshot in prison. Here's what you need to know to learn that he's a master assassin. Hey, here's Harley Quinn in prison. Here's what you need to know that she's... Well, no, uh, it starts the, as this. Allied of the Joker. Here, and then it's like... Here's, and then we go on to Viola Davis. Well, what's weird is it's, we like, back it's like, here's Deadshot. You don't know who the fuck he is at this point. Because you're just like, oh, it's a, a dude in prison. They don't refer to him as Deadshot. They call him by his actual name. Then you see Harley Quinn. You're like, all right. Then it cuts to Viola Davis eating dinner. And then she, like, reintroduces two characters they just showed us. I was like, why are you reintroducing characters we just met? And, like, the little, well, like, I don't even want to, like, what I... Ass- that's part of this, Pokes, that's part of this movie doing what I did when I noticed that I finished my essay and I still needed 700 Yeah, yeah, where you, re- you start repeating the beginning again. Because later on, they have a scene where, like, man, how did this enchantress get, so, get her brother and get so powerful? And then the movie replays earlier parts of itself yes and i was like why movie because they knew nobody was paying attention uh 
like this movie also has David Harbour in it, uh, the sheriff from uh, Stranger Things. He's in it yeah. in a wasted role. Uh, I Will Smith wasted. I'll be honest, actually, I guess those are the only actors I really like. The dude who I plays mean, like, like every I, I, young Native American in a movie is in it for four seconds to be killed, and I was like, "Come on, guys, oh, <laughs> that one's really you couldn't have killed Jai Courtney. One, he can't act. Two, he's white. Kill him first. You don't pick one of the minorities and be like, let 'Let's get this has got too many. Let's thin this herd.' I mean, I was like, seriously. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of all the characters, Slipknot was the one that probably wasn't going to pay off later in the script, but. And what's, what's frustrating about that is we all knew that. Uh, we all knew he wasn't going to pay off. But this this guy this guy was in, like, Flags of Our Fathers. He was in Wind Talkers. Yeah, he's like, um, if there's a movie that needs a Native American, he's probably... He's fucking... A, a Native American that's young. Because if it's the older... If it's an older Native American, it's the other guy. I forget his name. Right, it's the other guy. But it's, He's fucking kicking wing from Joe Dirt. Yeah, like, he's in, like, everything. <laughs> and then he's in this, and he, like, has two lines, and then his head blows up. And I was like, wow... This is not... Like, it was just dumb, and I was like, why do this? Like, why introduce... I get you have to do it because they did it in the comics, but it's like, if you're going to kill one of the characters, one, don't pick Slipknot as a character, but two, kill Captain Boomerang. It's a fucking stupid power. Like, I, I'm Australian, so I can throw boomerangs? Like, seriously? Well, he got the recon boomerang. That's pretty oh, cool. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, he could have just been a guy with a f- drone he got at fucking Walmart <laughs> for 20 bucks. Uh, but we get um, the called open gives us like well I can't even remember which one because they do double introductions I can't keep them fucking straight and I just watched it but they give us they give us the fact that Deadshot is a master assassin mm-hmm. which isn't that impressive in the shot they give you because he basically just uses some like high tech gadgetry to angle his shots and I'm like well that makes it less impressive and also you know? like, he, like he does this thing where he like just ricochets a bullet off of a thing and kills a guy and it's like ooh and I'm like Okay, I mean, that's cool, but that was way too much build-up. Because I thought he was going to, like, use that thing to kill everyone. He just shoots right. one guy. I'm like, that's not impressive. That's, like, exciting. And that was something that happened in this movie a lot. They would build something up like it was going to be cool, and then it was just, like, really mediocre. Like, the scene where they try to make, like, a big deal of Harley Quinn beating up one of those monsters in an elevator, it's, like, a really lackluster fight. And I was like, wow, if you're going to do that, you need to do, like, the winter soldier like eight people in an elevator and she beats them all or just up something don't just have it be like she kind of gets beaten up then jumps over his back and hits him in the head with a bat and then opens the door and everybody's like what you beat one well, of them solitarily even though we've seen you beat 12 of them earlier in the movie so it's not impressive you basically are worse at it now than before well look we'll get to we'll get to the generic like captain planet fucking villains they inject oh in this my god just and, to fill space uh, yeah. and, and and we'll get to that in a minute but also to, to, to lead into your earlier point of something built up to be incredibly disappointing besides like every 10 seconds of this movie the fucking i, I don't want to get to it now but <laughs> or whatever but the main villain yes. the entrench the enchantress is hyped for an hour as being a god in the same way we talk about like the watchman being like hey i'm i'm pretty mean and i wear a mask and I'm I'm very smart and I can do karate flips, but Doctor Manhattan can literally rewrite the universe. That's supposed to be the power level like distance here. Yet in this scene where we where she fights, she's like, "I am an enchantress. I am a witch from the past. I used to rule humanity. Time to fight you, former psychiatrist with a bat. All I can do is just spin." 
It, just spin. I become intangible, because, but I'm also bulletproof, so I don't know why I needed to become intangible. Which is, but but apparently not bombproof or swordproof. Which is, which is, which is like DC's fucking problem is that they're given literally any villain, any any villain or hero of any complexity, and they kind of all sit back and one of the, and just in a quiet room of writers, and someone's like, "Well, what if in the fight they punch?" And then that's it. But this is they just write the. Like, if you page to the script in a DC movie when a fight takes place, it's the word punch in maximum font for four pages. That's all the fights ever are. You have the world's greatest detective. He punches. You have the He's world's really strongest superhero. He punches. Yeah. They just punch everything. The Aquaman... I'm talking about a different movie now, but I'm just this mad. Aquaman just punches. His whole power isn't about punching. It's about talking that's to fish. That's all he has is he just punches stuff the, and that's this movie is harley quinn punches the fucking god punches the well, god's brother punches everybody has a gun god like every person yeah, or, has a gun yeah. to the point where you're just like i don't really know why it, this is very impressive it's mostly just people shooting things which oh soldiers are really good at that's and they don't explain like what what pantheon these weird fucking now, here's the thing that gets me about the villain of this film the villain so of this film only exists dropping. because of this film. They create yeah, right. the villain they need to fight. That is a terrible plot point. It's that is the plot of Jurassic Park, my friend. Except for not done well. Because that's it's just a, an accident. They didn't think it would happen. This lady has like a heart that... Uh, this is what got me too. When he says she teleported away, she has like a box that has the heart in it with a bomb. It, she bolted. Okay, your yeah. plan is then to stab the heart with a big pen? Also, at any point in time when you know she's the one in charge, why didn't you just blow up the heart? You could have at any point that destroyed that the heart and just stopped the whole thing. That is constantly the problem, right? Because the solution they have the heart. is in, like, at this point, too, there's no reason to be like, I'm going to get her back. Because it's like, no, you're not. She's, she doesn't, she's not afraid of you anymore. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it was supposed to be like her brother was keeping her alive even without her heart or whatever. I was like, this is really dumb. And it was just such a... It's incredible. Yeah. It was just such a bad plot because I was like, oh, this is really stupid. And the whole like reason she wants to make Suicide Squad, this got me... I thought this was insane. They're like, what happens if the next Superman is like a terrorist? And I'm like, okay, so mm. your plan to stop Superman is to get a bunch of criminals who got caught by regular people. How are they going to stop a goddamn unkillable alien? <laughs> like, it makes no sense. They're like, well, these guys, two of them, one of them turned himself in, and the other two just got caught by a man in a suit. Like, a, like a fucking bat suit caught the other two, and your, like, your plan is like, I think they could take Superman in a fight. No, they lost to a guy who almost lost to Superman. Two, two, two important points. One, the guy in the suit has a utility belt full of gadgets. One of those gadgets, of like the 1,000 gadgets, allows him to grapple up walls very quickly. Which is, by the way, all of Slipknot. He's just 130th of Batman's yeah, belt. He's basically like a guy who was like, ooh, I, I could make a harpoon gun. And, and by the way, Captain Boomerang is another 130th of Batman's belt. Because he's just the battering guy. And Slipknot is just the rope guy. They're just, they're just like fragments of the character who we know is here 
and could be called in at any that is the other part like this is a problem that, that sort of happens in marvel movies is like sometimes you're like i don't understand why don't why don't the like other superheroes show up like you know if something terrible happens in one of these like sub movies like doctor strange like they do a good job being like oh in the doctor strange movie nobody knows it's happening because it's like all like next dimension and he right. so, he basically solves it before anyone can show up you're like all right and the ant man okay. and the, the and the ant man stuff is so not to make a joke about it but so small scale yeah, same with the that, spider-man movie where you're just like yeah. yeah he doesn't necessarily need to call in the avengers and it's like it's still to the point where you're kind of like i don't get it just call in the avengers sure sure but this is Legit. like literally a monster is turning people into other monsters and no batman no flash no one shows up but then in the very next movie when a monster from like a godlike creature shows up with an army these fuckers can't get together quick enough and they don't even and but there's no suicide squad in it so it's like you can't create like a universe where it's like these people are answer to everything but when they're busy We'll pick the Suicide Squad. It just doesn't. More importantly, fit. it should have been like a, a job they were doing that, like the whole point of the job is like they're supposed to rescue the woman who created them, which is also fucking stupid. But it's like they should have been doing something that you couldn't ask the JLA to do. Exactly, which is which is which is a totally possible premise. I think one of the first New Fifty Two Suicide Squad sent them against a terrorist cell in uh a, a, in an Allied nation. I, th- I think. So if that's the case, I mean that's a good one. You know, you just take a scenario where you've got a villain you need to take down, but politically, like the American whatever can't do it. So you send in the Suicide Squad because you can you can deny that they exist. And by the way, they do not hold any standard to their parameters because in the beginning they they spend so much time describing to these people at any given moment we will destroy you. You are expendable, which is a lie except for the Native American character yeah. because. They kill him the minute he goes up a balcony. Harley Quinn takes an elevator, and they all go, oh, no, she's getting away. And I'm like, no, she isn't. You have a bomb in her head. I don't think that's why they're chasing her. I think it's supposed to be like, they're like, what are you doing? We were going to take the stairs. But then, here's also what's insane. They go up like 40 flights of stairs, and she's in an elevator, and they beat her. They're there in the door. It's like, that's not how elevators work, guys. But, like, Deadshot refuses to kill Harley Quinn when she's, quote-unquote, escaping. Mm -hmm. Um... And and when he fails to do so, no consequences. Yeah. When when Harley Quinn is then escaped because her device has been activated, deactivated. I mean, she just comes back to hang out. Well, because I don't the, know why. because the Joker is dead. I, I, I don't want to get into the Joker just yet. Um, I do. Okay. I do want to ask a question. Uh, did you notice right. something odd at the beginning of this film? Not like not like um, in the scenes, but like something was happening in the background that was like sort of jarring. Was it was it seventeen fucking song choices? The first four minutes of this movie have three separate songs, and not like classical music in the background, not like a score. It starts off right. with a soundtrack, um, "House of the Rising Sun," which. Other than the fact it says Louis, uh, there is a house in New Orleans, it has nothing to do... They're not even in New Orleans either, so I don't know why the fuck. Then it goes to, I forget the next... Um, some song for You Harley, Don't Own Me. Yeah, some Harley Quinn song. And then I forget the third, and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I then wrote down every time they played a song in this movie. Do you want to guess how many songs appear in this film? I uh, 40. 
they are bludgeoned with no it's not that high it's it's so deviously bad here there are 12 how many are are 12 songs in this movie how many of those 12 do you think take place in the first half of the movie so in, in it's one hour one hour of movie i don't know how many 10 yes it's so aggressive 10 songs oh in the first God. hour an hour of a movie is 60 minutes like just like an hour in real life i don't know why i had to say in a movie <laughs> but in 60 minutes there's 10 different music cues that's one music cue every six minutes that is not good that's way too much music and like i said there's three in the first four minutes that is an insane and, and, number of music cues, and each one of them is so fucking on the nose that you're just like come on man like guardians of the galaxy doesn't have this much music and that's central to the plot of the film yeah it's it's incorporated into the narrative into the script but also when you introduce soundtracks into a movie it's done like you're doing like um like like you're working your ass off on like a really good mixtape it's done where you're trying to capture the essence of a scene with a song that you play for a little bit of that scene. But you also sort of don't give people wanna, a shape. Yeah, and you also don't want to be like, what are like what are some songs that I see in every movie ever? Right. By, like That's I feel like some of these songs were in here because Warner Brothers owns the rights to them. Because they is, put is that the, goddamn Rolling Stones song in this. Sympathy for the Devil. I fucking hate that song now because of all movies. movies. It's all it's, it's banned from all movies. It is in more importantly, so, I think it's in more movies than like movies like i just think it, it appears for, so often it's insane and it doesn't more fit importantly any part of what's happening in this movie more importantly david ayer when you pick songs my man my dude you're just like you're searching your soul for songs that feel appropriate for this scene that spoke to you maybe when writing it or something but when you're saying okay i need two songs that go along with harley quinn what do I know about Harley Quinn? I don't know. She's like uh, crazy. And she's like her own woman. So I'll pick the songs Super Freak and You Don't Own Me. David, David, you don't go off of the title. I, I, Google I was like half waiting for when they first David, introduced the Joker. David. They were going to be like, everybody loves a clown. <laughs> just like straight <laughs> in. Just like, wait. Because I was like, I just feel like he was like typing into Google. Songs about strong women. <laughs> exactly. I was waiting for, like, put a ring on it to appear. Like, you know, like, he was just like, I'm just going to put some Beyonce song. She's a strong woman. Like, it, it was absurd that they made, not, most of them made no sense. Or they were, like, fact, so should... on the nose that you're just like, wow, man, you didn't even try. What he should have done is that when, when, the, when there was a scene where, um, when there was the scene where Deadshot was facing off against Batman in the alley and his, and his, and his, his, his daughter was like, don't shoot him. Um, I wish she would like turn to the camera and like roll her eyes and then you play parents just don't understand. That would have been spectacular. Um, Either that or stop in the name of love. <laughs> right, exactly. Just Google what the scene's gonna be like and then just if they could whatever have titles in come up. One uh Fresh Prince song, it would have been ma- I would have forgiven this entire movie if they had well, worked in one Fresh joke, Prince folks. song. <laughs> but they did okay, not, guys. So they did not. So let's write down, um, uh, just in case we haven't we haven't covered every one of the two we've got. We got we got Deadshot, Deadshot Will who's, Smith, who's uh, Deadshot Will Smith, who's like sort of I would say, him and Harley Quinn are sort of the the central characters of the movie. 
Yeah, they 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 stick to that. They stick to fucking Deadshot like glue. I mean, Croc gets nothing in this fucking. No, movie. nobody gets anything. Like other than Will Smith and Harley Quinn, you get like they could have just put any character in. The, they could have been like, uh, this is a new villain we created called Table Man. He uh, runs behind and gets on his hands and knees behind people, and then you push him over because he's a table. And like it would have been the same. It would have had the same impact because you don't know who half these fuckers are, and they give them so little background that you're just like. Alright, cool. Which is insane because the entire beginning of the movie feels like all intros. Yes. But then I quickly realized it was just intros to two characters, namely. Well, it, they do like a Scott Pilgrim vs. the World like panel of like, like it'll be like Deadshot, Confirmed Kills, Specialty, and it'll like have all this like information. And then there's like so always boring. one really bad joke in it. And they yeah, do it for every character. Except for, joke. did you notice what character they didn't do one for? Who? Slipknot. Oh, yeah. So not only did they kill the Native American, they couldn't even be bothered to be like, what if we give him, like, his own little moment? And they were just like, nah, fuck it. I wish they did one, but then in, like, the bullet point section that kind of scrolls up, it just says, can climb real good. Yeah. And then just, like, a bunch of ellipses, and then a bunch of ellipses, and then and then in brackets, like, add more powers here. <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah, it's like, guy is basically Spelunker. Not really that impressive. Okay, so you got Slipknot. You got El Diablo, who's a gangbanger with the power of, um, of uh, uh, Drew Barrymore. Well, he also yeah, movie. he also becomes a what <laughs> appears starter. to be a treant on fire when he becomes it. Like I was like, I do you guys not know what a demon? Like he's supposed to turn into a demon, but he looks like a tree for some reason. Yeah, because he's like. Well, I think maybe they were going thin. with like. I think they're maybe going with like more like a. Um, I don't know, like a like a like a like a um, Spanish or or, or or Mayan kind of god looking character. I, I don't know. But I don't if you're gonna do that, there. that's not really what they like. I mean, his he has like a skull tattoo on his face, so it's like, right. why didn't he just become like a? I guess he was supposed to be a skeleton, but it just does not translate well. He just looks like a really thin stick on fire, which is also like really bizarre too. Because I don't know, he's supposed to be like a tortured character, and it's sort of supposed to be like the. The guy who I don't know has some sort of deep background, but you're just like, eh. and then he's yeah, he was, he's like the sacrifice because again, not white. By the <laughs> way, his backstory is just that he he is he's he's a gangbanger um, with a beautiful wife, and they live in what a, appears to be a sitcom home. Like that house looked like yeah. such a sitcom set. And I was like, look, I'm not trying to say like gangbangers can't live in like a stereotype of a house, but it's like. Either he's a really he's supposed to be a really powerful mobster. Like, couldn't he live in a nicer does, house? It it does suck that his backstory is being is, is just um superhuman domestic abuse. Yeah, his, his story is uh, he murders murder. his wife and children because he blacks out when he gets mad. Yeah, but it wasn't like it. It wasn't like the movie established that like he thought maybe incorrectly that his like girlfriend slash wife or whatever like 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 betrayed him to yeah, cops or, nothing that would like or like slept with his brother or something dramatic she just comes in the room and was like hey i thought i told you not to be a gangbanger well, no, she, and then he just she's chased, not even mad chased that he's, her in another room she's not even mad he's a gangbanger she's mad that she found a box full of guns money and cocaine and she said not in our house and he said put that back where you find it she said i'm taking the kids which look man it's unsafe to have guns in a house with kids. Like, she didn't say, like, stop being a gangbanger. You're always leaving. I'm going to call the cops. She's like, I'm going to leave until you get rid of this box. 
He could just be like, all right, cool. I'll put it in the fucking garage, man. No. But that he just... somehow murders his wife and child, his two children. You're just like, this guy, what the fuck? But that speaks to a larger problem in this movie. And I don't mean to, 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 to completely harp on this because... No, I do, actually. Fuck that. I do. This is the most... We've seen a lot of fucking movies, and they're, a lot of them are bad, straight up, mm-hmm. obviously. This one's one of them, you can tell from the, 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 the... I'm looking at, like, the sound bars in my recording in Audacity, and I'm worried about you pitching this down, because I am yelling a lot. But more importantly, I have encountered some dumb movies. I have not encountered a misogynistic piece of shit movie like this one in fucking ages this movie is because you this movie was also slightly racist i mean i i I did find um croc's character uh, uh, reminiscent of fucking jazz in transformers where he is like all right he's played by a black actor but which does not need to okay go yeah you go ahead and do your thing real quick before we get into that i mean just running it fucking down this movie would probably excuse itself from this misogynistic claim that I'm making by being like, hey, they're bad guys. Bad guys are fucking polite. They're not PC. But I mean, you're writing a script. I mean, yes, you can have some characters be fucking sleazebags. Obviously, Griggs in the prison can be a shit heel because you're painting the other side of the fence. Oh, where's the gray line? They're, They're all kind of bad. But fucking running it down. Griggs is constantly talking about trying to fuck Harley Quinn, despite her being in his captivity. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, we'll get into Harley Quinn after this, too. Every person that interacts with fucking uh, 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 the, the main character, uh, the, the Amanda Waller, kind of talks about how much she's like, oh, what a bitch she is. Cool, awesome, great, P- power and authority. Um, when, when they meet the final boss, the, the line from Deadshot is, go get your girl, slap her on the ass or something. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, and then of course Harley Quinn is in booty shorts the whole time. This is the thing that upset me the most about this movie. I every woman in this movie is either a pointless caricature, it, it, or has nothing. Yeah, has nothing to do, or is has no dialogue, no lines, or is the butt of a joke from a male character being like, "Go slap that stuff, stupid bitch," or is literally murdered by domestic abuse. The thing that, that is every the oh. thing that got me is. I, I love Harley Quinn. I love the story of, like, the characters and, like, the idea that, like, they created her for the animated series. She was so right. beloved. They turned her into a, a comic book character. They were doing interesting stuff to be, like, you know, like, sort of like a Stockholm Syndrome love affair she has with the Joker. I don't like how, like, girls who are into comics sometimes are like, ooh, I want to find a Joker. It's like, he's a fucking psychopath. He is a terrible human being. He does not love Harley. He just wants her to be, like, to adore him. Because he needs it for his ego. He doesn't care if she lives or dies. It would not affect him one way or the other. But I don't like when they turn Harley Quinn into, like, oversexed. Like, she seems like they, like, make her, like, horny throughout this entire movie. And it's very upsetting because she doesn't really come off as badass in this movie. Like, sure, she fights and that's cool and she's, like, a good fighter. But the whole thing in the movie is, like, she's just desperate to see the Joker again. And then she's, like, right. she's either being said how hot she is or how slutty she is and how bad people want to fuck her or she's like coming on to people but it's like that's not like super empowering to be like ooh, she's real hot and like she knows but it that's the thing like, that's not what you Har- kind of want to do sexuality is a tool in harley quinn's kit but david ayer took the toolkit dumped it out and kept only that screwdriver it does not fucking matter that she is like like the joker in the same sense is supposed to have 
lots of machinations under the surface. They're always heading for an objective. They are, they are keeping you off balance with either insane dialogue, dramatic shows of force, or creepy sort of out of place sexuality because as you are staring there wide-eyed they've got a she's got a giant fucking hammer to hit you with in the next scene that's what her her play is supposed to be but she rarely ever does that in this movie she constantly looks over to someone winks and says let's fuck later and then there's a cartwheel out of the scene and moves yeah on. and i'm like cool that was of, pointless the amount of like <laughs> just gratuitous like don't get me wrong margaret robbie is a, a very attractive woman and she has you know a very shapely figure I felt gross watching this movie because I was like, please quit showing her ass. Like, there would just, there's literally a shot that is what appears to be the witch woman at the end kicking Harley Quinn in the crotch. And the shot yeah. is just like a camera about a foot behind Jessica. Yeah. So oh, it's like, I know. you'd see this in theater. It would be Margot Robbie's ass at like 25 feet. And I'm like, that's just not and cool, man. And it doesn't need to be in the, sh- like, there's no reason for that shot. It's just there to be like, let's get a shot. And that of her one was ass. in. Sl- that was in slow motion yeah, it's too, just so you upsetting. really got to to savor it. But um, it, it speaks to the, the larger thing is that I don't think anyone who worked on this movie kind of got these characters. Obviously, it's hard to say that about like Captain Boomerang because I, I'll be honest, admit I don't know fuck all yeah. about that character. So, but like, I mean, th- there's no logic to how they interpret the Joker, who just seems to be doing gangster stuff while wearing makeup well i who doesn't seem to have the joker is and we'll get to that in a minute but the, the part i wanted to get to to, to to illustrate is is it's no more clear that the people who work on this movie fail to understand any of these characters even to like a degree that was remotely acceptable is the scene in which they show harley quinn like committing to the joker by diving into the chemical pit mm-hmm. um because this is some midi-chlorian bullshit yes the the, the chemical pit is just the, chemi- the setting for which led to the Joker. But I mean, here's the he's problem. Been... In this movie, he's not that Joker. He's not the Joker right. that fell in the chemical pit. He doesn't have the white skin. He's putting on makeup, and he's covered in tattoos. Right. So he's not the Joker who falls in and becomes like psychotic because of what it does to him. He's just a but guy even... who fell in some chemicals and is probably going to die of cancer soon. Even that, the pit is not like the sun to Superman. Yeah. Like the pit didn't transform him into the Joker. It's his fall as from his, whatever his, you I know, his storyline can vary depending on who wrote it. But the general the, like line to the Joker is that he's a broken man who who's desperate and finally is sort of like disfigured in this, this pit. And when he comes out, he's just full broken. Yeah. And but the, rather the, than, sure. rather than crumbling into dust, he becomes something different. It's sort of supposed to be, and they, they nail it pretty well in the dark Knight, which is the idea that it's like, he is the op- he the same thing happens to him that happens to batman he is a man who loses everything in a moment and in that moment he goes insane just like batman does but batman's insanity is i'll never let somebody else have to experience what i did the joker is the world is a fucking terrible place and this can happen to anybody and i'm going to prove it to everybody that we live in yes. that we live in a horrible situation so instead of fixing it he's going to embrace it so he becomes sort of the chaos that took, that ruined his life, where Joker or where Batman tries to become the force Beautiful. that stops it, and that's Beautiful. what makes yes. the two of them so interesting as a dynamic. And that's why Batman can never bring himself to kill the Joker is because he sees that the Joker is him, that he's just one step away from becoming the Joker of completely losing right. his mind, and that's like where the characters become interesting. That is not this but movie. That's how, that is that not- is so perfect. 
That is so perfect because the pit isn't magic. No, the, if you it threw does anyone in the pit, it doesn't make someone a Joker esque Joker esque person. So it, the fact that before she jumps in, Harley has said to like Harley has already like given him a machine gun, I guess, and helped him escape. She's already become Harley Quinn. It's good. We're there. You don't need to give her some weird magic pit dive. Which does nothing. Means because they nothing. both look normal. I mean, I guess they're kind of yeah, paler than ordinary people. Normal. But I feel like they could have gotten that by just not going out in the sun. I'm pretty pale. I oh think I'm God. like, I think I'm two days, like I'm maybe a month of avoiding the outside away from being the Joker in this movie as far as paleness. And this Joker is... One, I, I I saw like a little trivia thing during the movie where they were like Jared Leto didn't want didn't go back and rewatch the Heath Ledger thing because he wanted to make his own version of the Joker and he drew from the comics, but he's not. He's drawn from like the '40s comics, which is like Joker is just a gangster, but then he still goes into the crazy part, which was not the '40s Joker. The '40s Joker is he's literally just a gangster who paints his face and he laughs. Yeah, he laughs more than a normal person would. That's it. He he doesn't have this backstory. That's not created till years later. It seems that the only research he did was Google Joker on, like, deviant art. Here's the thing. That's, is, the, that's the best guess at what he did one, to get the Joker. he is straight up doing out. a very bad imitation of the voice he's, Heath Ledger does. When when yep. Heath Ledger does, like, the menacing Joker voice, that's what it sounds like Jared Leto's doing the whole time. So I don't believe he didn't rewatch it. Two, the rest of the time, he's fucking Jim Carrey in the mask. He's like a cartoon version of the mask. Like, the way he talks, his mannerisms. The, I don't Like, the whole tattoo thing, I don't know who was, like... You know who's not, like, one of the most iconic character designs in the history of comics? Is the Joker. We need to change that up some. It's like, no. He's like, it's like when they try to redesign Batman, it's like, you don't need to. He's iconic. What makes the Joker iconic is he looks like the Joker. Now, the Dark Knight changed it, and it's, you know, I didn't think it would work until I saw the movie, but that was, like, still a dude in face paint. This is legit, like, I I don't know. It makes makes no sense that... He would have, like, face tattoos and stuff. Because he's supposed to be, like, a mob boss who's kind of crazy. It's like, that doesn't mean you get a face tattoo. I don't know if any mob bosses have face tattoos. Gang bosses, maybe. But it's just such a weird choice. And he's he is fucking just unbelievably terrible in this movie. Every scene he's in is, like, progressively worse. All you need to do is imagine the Joker driven to insanity obsessed with creating this chaos into the world to convince the world that it itself is is prone to this 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 chaos inherently going into a tattoo shop and saying can you tattoo a bunch of haws on my peck please yeah and then i need you to make a smiley face on my hand it's like i and i know people were like what you know criminals go and get it's like yes but they're not sociopath because he's still playing sociopath joker but is like a guy who's supposed to be like the head of a mob family it's like you can't do both. He's either a mobster or he's insane. It needs to be one or the other. And then he has like a weird gang where people dress up like his panda bears. I could not figure out like anything that was going on in the, that those scenes. Yeah, it was pretty wildly. It, it just felt like, the, and I, I guarantee on set they were like, "Oh my god, we are killing it. This is going to be so amazing. This is what people are going to think of when they think of the There's... Joker." And it's like, I you better hope they don't because you're going to ruin the character. There's also lots of talk about how Jared Leto. 
um, was in character the whole time he filmed because he was that committed to the role, which is fucking hilarious because he's not in this movie. Like, we'll just say it. He's not in this movie. He's in it. He's, he's in, in a for different about movie that's been cut. Oh, yeah. He's in, like a sh- he's in a short film that got cut into this movie. He, he doesn't even share a screen simultaneously with a single other member of this movie except for Harley Quinn once. He's not in it. Yeah. He is he is projected from a from a across the street onto this movie while you're watching. And what's crazy is you hear stories about like while he was there he like sent the cast members like gifts and they'd be like dead rats and it's like wait when you watch the movie you're like he doesn't interact with any of these people. If I was Will Smith and some fucker I never even saw on set sent me a rat I'd be like, this motherfucker is off this movie, and if he ever comes near my home, I want him arrested. Like, this man is insane. I'm not interacting with him. He doesn't need to play a character to me. Jared Leto said in an interview that I looked up, he said, and he listened to, yeah, the rat thing, and like a dead pig, I guess, and like used condoms. Cool dude. Um, he, He said that he sent also nice things. For instance, this is a quote from him. Uh, let me actually find it here. He said, I sent people, uh, I sent my fellow actors cupcakes, but, well, they shouldn't have eaten them. Dude, did you come in cupcakes and send them to people? I, like... Because that's fucking, that's... It's also, like, too, this tells you how little he understands the character. That he's like, if Joker were to send somebody a gift, it'd be a used condom. It's like, no, it would be a bomb that would blow up and kill them. Or it would be something horrifying. Not a dead rat. That's not, like, interesting. That's, like, something a person is like, I'm crazy. I send people dead rats. It's like, no, you're not crazy. You're an attention-seeking douchebag who's trying to make more out of a terrible role in a movie. Once again, your ex Slipknot ex, the kid in my high school that wore a trench coat and claimed he was a vampire. You're that guy. that kid's more interesting than this fucker. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 so deeply... I, I actually put a and note the, after his second he, appearance here, that said, Jared Lido should never be allowed to act again. This movie should have cost him his livelihood, <laughs> and he should never be allowed to be... I'm like, see, he can't even be like a dude who has syphilis in a commercial for, like, penicillin. And here's the frustrating thing, folks, is that we've been angry for about 50 minutes, um, and we haven't even covered everyone, because... Pokes, there's a there's a katana lady in this movie. Yes, there's a and this is where I was like I was like uh oh I think this movie like I thought there was a chance this movie was racist, but it's like like all right well, I mean that's a real well but but here's the thing but... Latino gangbanger who calls people oh, essay yeah. at one point mm. uh, then you've got oh also Will Smith calls him essay when like, yeah Will <laughs> then you then you've got uh, the Native American who dies immediately. You've got the Japanese woman who carries, which, you know, this is like comics in the 90s. It was like, all right, uh, she has a katana, we'll do that. But who is like so wasted and so like tacked on that she was like, I don't even understand the point. So little did the film and the people who made it think of this woman and like how much this speaks to how Hollywood thinks of Asian actresses. She got lower billing than Common. Common has three lines in this movie and gets shot in the head in the flashback. He got higher yeah. billing than a character who appears for half of the film. And I'm like, that and, is and, fucked up. <laughs> like, that is really fucked up. This woman got so little credit. She has the same number of lines and more screen time, and she got billed below him. It's it, like it's just so insane. It, and, and, and I don't know why they decided that she could just not speak English. She does at uh, one point, though. Doesn't she? Or no, maybe yeah. not. Uh, no, she, she just sort of says... 
generally i want to kill you can i kill you yeah and then for the rest of, then for like the middle of the movie she just draws her sword at things that are scary and then and then doesn't do anything with it here's and then at the end she cries at her sword because her husband's in it and then which she they just throw at you real quick because at one point he's like then... her sword traps the spirits of people and i was like oh that must be like like he's like trying to like scare them no apparently it really traps the soul of people i was like but i feel like that should really be brought up more, because that feels like a super fucked up way to kill yeah. somebody is you damn their, their soul to living in a sword. And I hate to use this old idiom, but that's Chekhov's soul trap sword. Yes. If you're going to put a soul trap sword in Act 1, you got to trap someone's soul in Act 3. I thought for sure when they brought that up, and then it really turned out, I was like, oh, they're going to stab the witch, and her spirit is going to be pulled out of that woman, and it's going to yeah. be stuck in the sword. And they won't have and to. They do... Do they, and they even do that. But they just use it to cut anything. <laughs> and then, like the end, where I was pretty sure this movie was like was Fuck weird, me. and and I was upset by it was they're all asking what they want, and Will Smith's character is like, "I want to see my kid," and like that's great. Harley Quinn says, "I want a cappuccino machine." Oh, she's zany. And then Croc says, "Bet," not cable, not a TV, not access to the internet. He just wants to be able to watch only BET. And I was like, that just seems really aggressive. Like, to be like, what would a black dude in prison want? And I was like, I don't like this, guys. Like, why couldn't he have been like, I want a bigger cell or... Regular prisoners get TV. Yeah, it's like crazy. Like, He couldn't... He didn't have anything. He has no one that cares about him. Or he, he couldn't just say, give me cable. Like, at least that would have been less offensive. Why did it have, he couldn't to have be like the... a fun? He couldn't have, like, a fun twist where he's like, I want a, I want a computer so I can play StarCraft. Or like he's, he's like, I want a piano. Anything fun. And yeah. they're like, what? And he's like, Nothing what, fun. I can't play the piano? And that would have been like... Even for, like, a laugh line. Even for, like, a fucking bit. It would have been good. But, but no, instead the jazz bit they went with... from Transformers. He's going to do a, He's going to cross his arms and be like, what up, Holmes? And fall on a trash can. And I'm like, God, fuck you. Man. Oh, fuck yeah. They, he refers to fucking. Harley Quinn at one point as Shorty. And I was like, yeah. okay, I don't Maybe think anyone still bad. says that. <laughs> like, I don't think that's still a thing. I don't know. I don't you listen to a lot of rap, but I feel like that's not a thing anymore. And you know what's really sad? And I absolutely, absolutely cannot attempt to say this guy's name. I'm just going to give it a, a, a full apology right now. The guy's actor's name is, um, uh, I, I don't know what his, uh, the origin of his name is from, but it is uh, challenging. Um, but Adwale, I think is his first name. Um, in the in the sort of like the Amazon thing where they pull in random facts and like IMDb or whatever, they say that he read, and they, they, they specifically use this phrase, um, that he read uh, like like stacks of material of comics on Croc to get the character right, and I was like, "Oh, buddy, Adewale, oh no, you you wasted all your time, my friend." You, because he's yeah. not playing Killer Croc; he's playing I don't a, a guy who has lizard skin, and like, yeah. and like, what's so crazy is with no doubt, like, I don't know. It's just so bizarre that they were just like, "Nah, there's no reason to give this dude a backstory." They're like, ooh, he looked like a monster, so they treated him like one. But then he appears to literally be a monster because he can breathe underwater. Which, fun fact, crocodiles cannot do. So I don't know why they thought they could. It's very weird. And then, I I don't know, like the... This was like something else that's like crazy. So at the end, Diablo, El Diablo, 
who is the, the Latino gangbanger who is like a pyrokinetic, but it turns out he's actually like a fire god because the enchantress and her brother recognize him as a god beforehand. And they, they she says something about like, why why'd you let them do this to you or something? And you're like, oh, this is going to, I thought this was going to be cool. It's like, oh, it's going to turn out he's like a god too and he's going to attack him and that's going to be an interesting twist. So he becomes the god and basically melts the chest of uh, the enchantress's brother who I, I don't know if he ever had a name. And, like, he's melting his chest out. It's, like, burning and sinking in. Then the guy just punches him once, and he stops being a god. And then they blow up the brother with a bomb. It's like, if he can catch on fire from the inside out, I don't think hitting him with a bomb is going to kill him. A bomb is just more fire. I want to know two of the things that you just stated that were both components of the villain's fight styles and their weaknesses. Punch and bomb. Yeah. I'm sorry. Once again, I have to ask: Was this movie written by a 12-year-old? Like, like, there's so there's much also more another nuance that you could play with. A witch is the most interesting. Look, here's the thing: She I'm starts a out master, super right? interesting. Like when they first introduced her, I was like, "Oh, this could be cool." Yeah. I didn't know this character was in this. This guy, and then when they she just teleports her into like to a... Tehran. Well, but... she teleports to fucking Tehran and brings back fucking secret documents. She can do anything in a second. Well, like her look and like the way they were doing, it, I was like, "Oh, this would be interesting to see her play off." The... Nope, she never really is with the other characters. And I was like, "Oh, cool, cool." You took Pops. the most interesting character and made her into a very like, as I put in my notes, a broke ass Gladriel. Didn't she sound like Gladriel from Lord of the Rings once she yeah, got powerful? She did. I am a, I'm a dungeon master, right? It's my mm-hmm. job to put interesting fights in front of players. You play one of my games. That is I have true. A couple a of games good, going simultaneously. If I pitched for an entire arc that I had a fantastical demigod witch waiting for you at the end as the big bad, and I showed her glimpses of her teleporting and and releasing ancient spirits and consuming people and turning them into like zombies and creating this beam of energy that reached into the heavens and was destroying pieces of the planet with tactical strikes that you'd be ready for some fucking out of left field shit she's a witch who god knows what she no i would assume you wanted me to drop my weapons and punch her in the face yeah 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 yeah. she 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 demonstrates during the fight that she can apparently take all the weapons out of all of their hands which she saves for the end yes but uh but but then once it's time to go i'm just gonna pick up two swords and just spin around and very ineffectively kick you to the point where yeah like you're like i don't understand why it's hard to kill here's what they like would have made the ending better i don't they all show up the demon guy goes full demon and he kills the brother and you're like oh my god like he's so powerful they're gonna win he's gonna kill them all and he goes to like attack the woman and he like puts his hands on her throat and then she just has like two swords appear and she stabs him and then he reverts back to his body and he's like uh, and he dies and you're like oh shit she just killed another like fire elemental god that's all like oh she's really powerful that makes her more impressive then it also makes her like because like it makes no sense why she doesn't just instantly kill everybody like yeah the like, right it would be better is, if, they, if she had been like uh she and she had laughed and been like i like playing with you guys you know what i mean she's like you know you guys have you, you guys are amusing so i'm gonna like mess with you and then she gets in a fight where she doesn't really do anything but she keeps like smacking them around that would have made the, that whole scene but instead she just appears to be like really bad at killing them because multiple times yeah. she faces behind them and could stab them but instead pushes them into walls or, like, grabs yeah. them and throws them in, like, a Mighty Morphin and, Power Rangers style, like, throw into a wall. This, 
this whole movie felt like a bad episode of Power Rangers, especially the 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 minions that they fight. These textureless, random, like slime monsters with like raspberry heads were just oh, those things. Useless. The the monsters that become that she turns people into have like bubbly heads. And I don't know if anybody has seen it, but there is a Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, where they do a movie where there's these eye creatures. And they're like in rubber suits and they just have eyes everywhere. That's all I could think about because it looked as fucking shitty as that movie, which is terrible. It was filmed in like the 1960s on like a $40 budget. They looked so bad that I couldn't, I started laughing when they first showed them because he's like, what's wrong with them? And I'm like, well, they look like they're wearing like plastic bags on their heads full of like uh, bubbles. It was just such a terrible it, it, it design. It seems like they have all eyes, and yet they can't seem to hit anybody. They don't shoot anybody, well, ever. But then they also say, like, when she's... They don't land any hits, by the way, Pokes. They're, like, bad No, they kill They kill two, two or three of the Navy SEALs. Maybe. But here's the thing that I think is insane. Uh, we're told right before they start shooting them... Uh, what's her name? Viola Davis's character, I can't think of her name right now, uh, says... Don't engage them. You can't kill them. Yeah, they can. They kill them very easily. You just shoot them in the head and they die like a normal thing. Yeah, a psychiatrist with a baseball bat kills like 15. And then they, they say at one point, they're like, she's like, they can create an unstoppable army that can be shot in the head and they don't stop. It's like, no, that's literally how they won the entire fucking yeah. fights. Did nobody I, watch I this that movie? Down. They literally, how you kill them is hitting them in the head with a bat. She, she kills three people she by hitting them in the head. She says that out loud, Pokes. I wrote it down. She says she creates enemies that can take a headshot and keep fighting. And I'm like, that's tangentially, un- that's demonstrably untrue, ma'am. Yeah, they also How- die from being hit by a katana, a baseball bat, guns, being thrown by a kind of big guy, and a dude who stabs one with a boomerang. They're not good fighters at all. <sighs> oh my god. No one, and that's the thing is like, as this big fight was going on, where like the brother who I don't even know his ever name. I think he's is, just called brother. He's just called brother. Brother is just like fighting the yeah, like fighting the like you were describing, um, uh, the Diablo demon. And I'm like, I don't know how to feel. They showed him like melting his chest, and I'm like, I don't know if that will kill him. I don't know what his powers are. I don't know what his limitations are. I don't know what his abilities are. All I have seen him do is create a tentacle that blew up a train. So apparently his name is Incubus, according to IMDb. So that's something. good band. Um, so apparently he can make a, a tentacle that can melt a train. Apparently he can't use it in a fight with people that couldn't dodge it, but that's fine. But that's this all speaks to a larger point: is that this movie opens with a premise that says there are meta humans now, and that changes the stakes of who we are as an agency and as humanity. Humanity now has interlopers it has people who are more powerful than us it's, it's a classic x-men thing right and we understand this premise and that that produces fear and fear produces characters like amanda waller it's fine it's a great great thing to do but you can't give me that premise and then give me a cast of characters in which most of them are just normal and who Rogue all guy. are in prison because they've been caught by ordinary people the rope guy none of them got caught by a Superman. None of them. They all got caught by either Batman or the regular police department. But run it down. Rope Man isn't a metahuman. None Charlie of them are metahumans. Isn't a metahuman. Boomerang isn't a metahuman. Deadshot's pretty good at shooting. Still not a metahuman. The Croc is weird, but they don't describe think he's the fact a metahuman. That it's like, 
a skin condition or some sort of like yeah. weird medical condition, not a metahuman. The only people that count is El Diablo mm-hmm. and Enchantress. Yes. They are the only ones that count. And she's technically and so, not a metahuman. She's a god. Yeah. Which is also which very is, confusing in this film. <laughs> it's very confusing. Which, that was that like, was one of the scenes that I did laugh god. at, but it wasn't a joke, is when Enchantress is talking about how the world's different. She's like, the world is coming to, your world's coming to an end. Metahumans were a sign of those times. I'm like, so a 6,273-year-old god, I think is what they give her age as, uh, is using the term metahuman? Yeah. Why? But, <laughs> but it's, it, it, it's, it's like if you created a movie like that's just called Ninja Squad. And, and in the beginning, there's like an Amanda Waller type who's like, God, my God, the world's being taken over by martial arts ninjas. And then we see the squad... And they're mostly composed of a cowboy, yeah, okay. a construction worker, a chef, a candlestick maker, <laughs> a drummer, one guy who's a ninja but refuses to use his ninja powers, and then they're like, a psychiatrist because like, well, that one doesn't make sense either. So we can leave we, that one in. I mean, he's a really good chef, though. Oh, so, so good! Gonna... Crepes for days, my friends. So we're gonna send them in, but they're not that good. So we're gonna have to send them with Marines. We're gonna have to send them with the Navy SEALs, <laughs> all to save me. Which I feel like, also too, they rescue her and then they fly the helicopter down towards the street. It's like, no, that's not how that works. It only works if they have air or like ground to air missiles. Do you want to fly really close to the ground? They don't. You should have flown as high as possible and kept shooting your chafe off. Instead of flying straight down into an alley where small arms fire could have taken your helicopter down. It was like, that scene was, I was like, come on, man. I mean, I mean, I mean and, and the other thing is that, you know, there's, there's an idea that you can't undo who some of these people are, right? Like, you can't decrock the croc. He's the croc. You can't make Deadshot, like, a nice guy. I mean, he murders people for a living. Harley Quinn's crazy. You can't uncrazy her. The Enchantress is... A regular woman possessed by a demon who you have the ability to eliminate at any given moment. You can just say, you're gone, now bye. That's, that's what got me was like, he was like, she ran I, and she starts stabbing it with like a pen. I'm like, bitch, blow it up. It's a demon, you know. It's like a god that can't be killed and you have its heart. That's the only way to kill it. Why would you even take the chance? And like, that's what I, I didn't like was like, they built this whole thing where like Amanda Waller's supposed to be like on the cutting edge and she's trying to do all this. But she literally creates the only problem they face. They all create the only problems they face. The, the Enchantress is created by Amanda Waller, who also is the thing they have to rescue. Yes. She is both the cause of the danger and the thing that must be rescued from the danger. Making this an, a snake eating its own tail uh, of a bad movie. It's just it's, so it's bad. And then like the so scene where she shoots all the people and she was like, nonsense. they weren't cleared for this. It's like, What? What does that mean they weren't cleared for this? There's probably half a million people in this city who just saw a demon goddess come down. They're not cleared for it either. Are you going to shoot everybody in the city? Like, the whole... Oh, I also, they were just trying to make her a badass, I, but instead you're just like, this is fucking dumb. Why would they be working for a woman in, like, a black site in the middle of Middletown, a great name for... Or Midtown. What a great name for a town. Uh, well, unfortunately, that's that's the Flash. I know. <laughs> but again, so where's the... Who's also not here. Why is the Flash? Doesn't show? But the thing that got me was it's like, Wait. why would she have people working in this black site that don't oh, know that they're doing something that like, that she has to kill so, them? It was just like, they were like, 
she's gonna look like such a badass. Instead, you're just like, I, I don't understand what's happening. Like they would have been put in charge of a military operation if they're not cleared to be part of a military operation. Speaking of secret plans, um, at some point, Dead uh, Deadshot finds like the dossier, which he apparently reads very quickly. Yeah, which um, it was a very big binder. It was like a, it was a good two inch binder. That's a lot. of I paper don't read guys. that fast, and I went to school for English. And she, he reads it, and he also learns which this, this part. Well, a he's like mad that they didn't explain that there's like a demon lady, which is like I mean you should have guessed. There's there's monsters and like a lightning bolt in the sky that's eating this. Yeah, I feel so. like the people with the weird bubbleheads should have tipped you off that something's not right but more importantly um he's he also seems to be notably mad at the idea that they were disposable again it's obvious they told you that they, you were because they put bombs in your necks and then also that they would if, if if this whole thing went wrong they would all just be blamed for it how how would they be blamed I, for yeah, it? That is there like... going to be a news report where it's like famed uh pretty good shooter guy and clown woman Create a hole yeah, that yeah. tears the universe. The following in half. people are in charge of creating a demonic portal to another universe. Feel like Cloud they should lady. have used this power earlier. Boomerang dude. Yeah, yeah. Like Australian, Rope guy. Australian alcoholic guy with scaly skin. Bob, are you saying that? Um, are we saying that Slipknot maybe roped uh, a portal together that opened a, a hole into another realm? I guess. And then, then he blew his own head up. <laughs> And there's so many villains from the DC universe that you could replace in the roles of these characters that would make that story legit. Like, I mean, there are powerful characters you could throw in here. I know they were using... I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't establish this before. Was this a pre-built team from, like, a book? Uh, I know this the Suicide is a Squad version, has changed. This is a version of the Suicide Squad. Okay. It's not the original Suicide Squad, because it's, it's actually, like, an older story than, like, the Harley Quinn. Yeah, version. it's pretty old. It's a pretty old But movie. what's, like, a bummer is, is, again... There is a Suicide Squad cartoon, which is perfectly good. It's a, it's a fine movie. They could have just taken that movie and just changed the story a little and made it into a motion picture, and I, it would have been way better. Instead, they wrote this garbage oh. sandwich, crammed as many top 40 hits into it as they could, and then were like, give me some ass shots and we'll call it a day. It's just so confusing. And, like, I, I know people were like, uh, the reshoots ruined it, but, like, I just can't picture, picture what could have been... I, there's just no good movie here. So unless they rewrote the entire ending, there's just not a good movie here. Because the whole movie is built on the crux that the reason the Suicide Squad gets called into action is because they created the Suicide Squad. And that's fucking stupid. Yeah. That's, that would be like tune in if Batman travels back in time and kills his parents to make him Batman and that's the movie. <laughs> Like, it doesn't work. You can't be the cause of the thing that makes you exist. It's it's just very poorly done. Deeply upsetting. I think my... I think my rage is all gone. You think it's I done? Think I'm just... You, do, you, do you have any notes you want to go over real quick? A lightning I, round? I just... I don't. I don't. Uh, the only thing I, um, I had was... Uh, uh, I, I, I guess a couple of quick things. I don't know why an ancient, I guess, Mayan god would say the phrase, you don't have the balls. I don't think that's really a thing. Some of that should probably say. have been lost in translation, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of mine was when uh, Amanda Waller's like... Oh, oh, when he burns that... Uh, Diablo burns the prison. And he, yeah. she's like... You should see the security video. It's amazing. And they cut to a guy who appears to be 
he's not being attacked. He's like in a yard, and then really bad fire effects come out, and everybody's dead. And he's like, "You want some?" I'm like, "That's not amazing. That's just fucking um, stupid." Um, Croc's head was too big when he like took his shirt off to go swimming. Yeah, I'm like, what? it was. It was. <laughs> it's like it was deeply upsetting. It's like it's like six times the size of his body. Um, Did not like Harley Quinn's attempt to do like a New Jersey accent. Like, the, the Harley Quinn voice from the cartoon didn't appreciate it. Yeah, didn't like that. I don't know why... Um, well, A, a couple things. You know, we've done movies before where the protagonists are bad people. Uh, taxi Driver, Natural Born Killers. It's possible to do it, and then they don't at the end become, like, cool, good people. We just kind of get a commentary on kind of who they are. So we don't need this weird thing where they're like, we'll save the universe, and then Flag's like, okay, you're all free to go, despite the thousands of people that you've murdered yeah. and somehow I, like, are no longer going to pay for it. I get, like, yeah, at this point, you're supposed to like them, but you're like, um... I don't One of them is a sociopath. One of them is, like, the most, like, like one that you could kind of be like, I don't know, is, like, a hitman, because you're at least like, eh, I mean, that's fucked up, but, like, the other one just murders anyone just to murder them. Uh, Killer Croc, I guess, hasn't doesn't seem to have committed any crimes other than living in sewers illegally because they never actually yeah, show him commit a crime. They don't, they don't talk about what he's done. Boomerang Man is um, like a thief, it, but it's like you're letting go murder. It's like this is not cool. I that was like the thing too is I'm like I don't like these people. They're they're oh, terrible oh. people. I know what I was getting at. There was two scenes when they're like having a random like drink and talking. Um, where also we learn that uh, El Diablo is just a murderer. Yeah, kill his wife and child. And that's why Um, he's decided not to be a criminal anymore. Yeah. After that scene, two things happen. One is Colonel Flag or whatever. Is it Colonel? Captain? Captain Flag, maybe. Um, I don't know. uh, Flag produces uh, some letters to suggest that his daughter's always loved him. And I have to just wonder, did you bring children's letters into combat which i i didn't understand too because then like will smith is mad and i'm like are you mad that he had them and didn't give them to you or are you like i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna help you because you brought them for you brought them obviously thinking you were gonna try to give them to me why were they in his jacket I, in this combat scenario it didn't, and but it the, makes no sense why all of a sudden he's like i'm gonna risk my life to try like for all he knows, but this the, isn't even true. Because he's going off of the words of multiple people who have lied to him repeatedly that this demon lady is someone bad. For all he knows, she's not. She's just destroying uh, Waller's like organization, at which point, why would he care? So he just immediately is like, I, I guess I'm going to go with this guy in case he's telling the truth. It was just so bizarre. But the, Also, he said, your daughter that... wrote every day, and it was like... It's like five It letters, was max yeah. seven letters. I was like, nah, bro, you didn't really bring them all then, huh? Um... But my favorite part was right after that is a scene which is the only joke that I one of the only one of the only two jokes that I maybe maybe chuckled at, which is he smashes the device and says you're free to go, and everyone kind of stares now, sort of faced with this new quandary, except for Captain Boomerang who grabs five beers and runs out. Yeah, the you door, just hear the door. Which, I, I I did appreciate that. I can't stand John Courtney as an I, actor, but I laughed at that really hard, and then he's just back. Yeah. Because we're supposed to be like, what a good guy. And I'm like, again, we watched him murder the someone. The joke is ruined. I mean, if, if, if at least he was like, someone was like, hey, why are you back? He's like, I'm Captain Boomerang. Get it? I always come back. But he doesn't do anything. He just, he yeah. just says, he has a good bit, which would have been, I mean, how, how much respect would you give the movie if he just ran out and that was the end of him? Like, he just, like, they cut to him later just, like, running out of the city, like, just with more beers he got somewhere. 
That would be good. That would have been good. But he doesn't do that. He just he, he just returns for the dramatic walk walk like party walk. Oh yeah, it. slow motion uh, reservoir slow dog walk. in it. It's... Uh, the the other <sighs> note I had was this was I don't know if you noticed this at the end when uh, Enchantress is blowing up all the military stuff. The military must have cameras that just face things they own like 10 feet away because everything yeah. she hits, they show it and then they cut back to this room where like, I guess the joint chiefs are at and they are watching it as if they can see the shot we just saw. And I'm like, so you guys launched a satellite in the space and then put a camera just facing it so you could look at it and be like, that's a pretty sweet ass satellite. Like, and then there's like a secret installation it's... and they have a shot of it. And I'm just like, why? They, they had a shot it's... of an aircraft carrier in the middle of the ocean. What was filming it? It's the same reason that like the boomerang seems to hover and slowly zoom in uh, on the enemies. I'm like, it's a boomerang. I know how they work. Yeah, but... They're usually spinning when they're in the air. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how they work. <laughs> that's kind of their whole thing. God damn it! All right, all right. I, I there's there's only one more thing. Boomerang physics. I'm all done. There's only one more thing. Tabbed. I think we need to talk about. Did you watch the post credit scene? Is that the one where he talks to Bruce Wayne? Yes. This scene made... This one actually, like... Oh, this gets me... This this is one of the things I hate about DC, their movies right now. They build that Batman is the greatest detective ever. He's a genius. He can figure out all this stuff. But he's too dumb in Batman vs. Superman to know he's being manipulated by Lex Luthor. A man he should definitely know is evil. But he's too dumb to figure it out. In this movie, the greatest detective ever... The ultimate tactician has to go to Waller and ask for a, a file about metahumans that he already has because he already got the fucking file from Lex Luthor in stupid Batman vs. Superman where he sees all the other metahumans in tiny quick time movies. He doesn't need this. He knows where they are. The files tell him where they are. He just has a conversation with this woman for no reason. I want to die. I it was very upset. And then it's supposed to be like she knows he's Batman. And he's like, shut down the Suicide Squad, or me and my friends will. It's like, you will what? I understand. They're prisoners. How are you going to shut it down? It was just so dumb. I, I was really annoyed by the whole thing. Yeah, I was deeply upset. So in closing, Ben, would you recommend seeing this movie? <laughs> no, don't watch this movie. It's not even cool funny. It's, I mean, just, I mean, just, like, just watch, like, an ICP music video and like read a Jared Leto interview and you're done. I think. Yeah, I, I think that's it. I, I I can't understand people. There's there are people out there who like this movie and I just like sometimes you know you see a movie and it's bad, but like like for example Avatar. That's a terrible movie, but I get why people like it. It's a shitty movie. The plot's real dumb and it's like, you know, it's supposed to be about Native Americans, but then at the end they're saved by a white man. So not a great message, but. <laughs> Like, I get it, like, when people are like, I like that movie. I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's not good for you. But this movie, I just don't see what you could find enjoyable. Because, like, it's not a good version of Harley Quinn, which is the only thing I could think people would enjoy. It's a shitty version of her. And it's, like, a real oversexed, not-empowered version of her that I just found very disappointing. Joker's terrible. Will Smith is fine, but he's not given anything to do, really. So it's just like, I just don't understand how people could like this movie. And it's not funny bad. Like, I don't think if me and you would watch this together, Look, I wouldn't I'm have not, been angry I'm still. Not, I'm not even going to go that far. I mean, I get it. If you like this movie, you know, there, you're just... 
I understand that it can be possible to watch a movie and just scene by scene enjoy it and not nitpick it. I mean, there's this is we, we're not even really nitpicky. These are like no, I mean, I was gonna say about about eighty percent of the things we're talking about are glaring plot errors, and about twenty percent could be maybe classified as nitpicking. Yeah. But it's I could see how you could overlook glaring plot holes to just enjoy whatever you can out of this. I, I suppose I understand it, but. I barely understand it, and I'm the optimist in this equation. I refuse I barely to get understand it. <laughs> it. It is it is a, a it is a it is a movie built by a committee in which the committee was all dumb and bad. In which the committee every... was like broads, right? <laughs> yes, that was that was written on a corkboard next to like a picture of like uh, the crow that they someone painted some like joker makeup on and was like right this is what we got going on right like we're gonna blow this whole thing open people are gonna so love it just i quit i quit the podcast yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say maybe come back next week and see if, if we could muscle through and, and continue on with this or if suicide squad Ooh. managed to do the unthinkable <laughs> catwoman, well, catwoman um, couldn't do it let's I mean, let's just cut it there before I just scream. Because, I mean, this episode could easily have been just me, like, yelling without taking a breath for as long as I could. And then the episode would just start playing the outro music. (laughs) That was almost what this episode was. We had originally talked about getting a guest. And in a way, like, I'm really glad we didn't. Because I I don't know if, like, three people being really angry. Like, the podcast would probably be, like, three hours long. Like, just yeah, being like, yeah. you know what else I thought was stupid? Everything. That's a long pause. All right, we'll see you next week. <laughs> also, I guess don't get in a helicopter. Or do, because I guess everyone survives all the time.